0: Hello, everyone. Mandy here. As I'm sure many of our listeners know, on March 27th, three children and three staff members were killed during a shooting at a Christian private school in Nashville, Tennessee. We here at Respect the Dead are saddened, outraged, overwhelmed, and frustrated by this news. In light of these events and the openly fascist display we saw at the gender critical rally in Australia, we've decided to release one of our goodie episodes. We hope that in some small way, this episode helps to bring a little happiness and a smile to the many people who are currently grieving. And also as a special note to all of our trans listeners, you are worthy. You are valid. You deserve to be here and you are loved. We love you and we will continue to fight alongside you. Hello, and welcome to Respect the Dead, the podcast where we sometimes do.
1: Sweaty, it's no surprise that everyone celebrated your demise, and now worms are eating your eyes. So don't you worry, your rotting head, as you sleep in your sodden bed,
0: it's time to respect
2: I'm gonna play the song anyways because we want to hear it.
0: It's a fun song. I like the song.
2: Why isn't it playing?
0: It is. It is.
2: You can oh. you can't oh, hear it. I didn't get it. I
0: this hear is it. Shit. I was saying, Chris say, and I it. are like vibing out right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, why is everybody dancing?
0: <laughs> Join us, Kaylin. Join us. Join us in the desk shaking. No, you
2: both look. You both look like you're having so much fun. I'm so
1: upset. <laughs> you're so left out. I, I hear nothing. It's oh my God.
2: Over. No, it's
0: over. Oh it's my done God.
2: now. I hate you both.
0: You <laughs> should keep all of this in.
2: <laughs> I'm like legitimately so upset right now. I no like, you are. I've never been like more left out of my own fucking podcast. <laughs> hateful.
0: So hateful. My name is mainly Mandy. I'm Kellen Conrad. And I'm Hoots. Uh, and today we're doing something a little a little mm-hmm. different, a little special, a little special. Um, I don't remember exactly when we had this converse this conversation, but we talked about how it I would do. be nice to occasionally you do okay, you tell you tell a story. <laughs> regale us
2: it was it was after Roe versus Wade
0: mm-hmm.
2: was was repealed. It was <laughs> yeah. stricken down. I don't know the appropriate terminology, but Hoots was like, mm. maybe maybe sometime we'll do a good episode because, like, things like this are going to keep <laughs> happening. And maybe we want to talk about something nice, something yeah. uplifting, because sometimes the world is garbage. And we're like, yeah, we'll totally do that. And then, like, now it's, like, months later, and we mm-hmm. finally are.
0: Well, you know, we had to uh, – it was hard to switch – I we talked about this, actually, in the group chat, but it was a little bit hard to switch gears from going from – just gleefully shitting on dead people we hate to actually having to find people we admire and are okay with and are sad that they're dead. It was, it was such a switch. Uh, like I remember I initially had no idea who I was going to do because I'm like, wait, there are people who died that I admire, but I can't think of any of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it took me a little bit. It's
1: so easy to think of people you hate. It like is. it's like I've got a constant list in my brain of people that I hate. Whereas like people that I like, I don't think about. Right, exactly. I feel like most of the people I
2: like are alive. Is the thing. yeah? No, that like I I don't really like a lot of old people, and those old yeah. people are the most dead people.
1: Yep. So old like, people disappoint you.
2: Yeah. So I was just like, <laughs> I don't know. Most of the people I like are alive. Yep. Also, I'm going to try and switch gears. You're like, it, it was hard to switch gears. I'm like, I have it. You're going to be like, and then this person saved like 12 orson- orphans from a burning bus. And I'm going to be like, only in 12.
0: <laughs> well, at least they didn't.
2: I'm going to try and switch though. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to make a conscious effort because like, this is my actual mode. Yeah. Like This is my this is my baseline is just like shitting on Whatever I possibly get. Yeah, can. being a so, hater. I, well, that's yeah, why we just,
1: started this podcast because we're all we're, the three best. We're haters. so good at hating. Um, and no
0: one's better at hating One than you. One of my Kaylin. favorite genders. <laughs> One of the best genders. Um, So, so yeah. So after some some thinking about it, uh, one person, Emily, came to mind, and I think the best way to do an introduction to him is for me to send you a little clip. Um, I'm sending you a, an exact timestamp in a, a larger video, so don't worry. You're not. I'm not making you both watch like an entire video. Just a very specific clip that I think just introduces this person very well.
3: This is the fierce Mike the most venomous snake in the world Ew. animals the are so years. ugly <laughs> this is the snake you don't want to get tagged by because it possesses enough venom to kill 150,000 rats but who cares this bloke could have enough.
0: okay you, you don't have to watch much more in you can stop point. there if you want to i'm sure you've seen enough uh but yeah so for our listeners at home that that video will be of course in the show notes but that is steve irwin better known as the crocodile mm-hmm. hunter her, um, he's making a snake mm-hmm. real mad in that video. He was making a snake real
2: mad. <laughs> yeah, that snake does not does not seem happy. Yeah, I
0: think that's a I think that's a black mamba. And black mambas that are like snake it's like <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unhand me, you son of a bitch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Get your filthy Australian <laughs> fingers off of me. And he's like in classic <laughs> Crocodile Hunter mode where he's like, crikey, and he's like jumping around. He's like super excitable. Yeah. It's just like the perfect Steve Irwin clip. Like I, 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 there's so many. This is what I assumed all Australians were like for like the first <laughs> 15 years of my life.
2: Oh, I still think that. Yeah.
0: And actually, th- there's something we're going to talk about later related <laughs> to that. But yeah, th- this, this, I grew up on Steve Irwin. Um, um, a lot of, of people, especially in, in Hoots and I generation here in America did. I don't know. Kaelin, I think you said you really never watched The Crocodile Hunter. We talked about this before.
2: People in Canada did. I just like. You didn't. I, that wasn't my vibe. No. I was like watching Tegan and Sarah videos on repeat.
0: Yeah, that that's fair. Not for everybody, um, but definitely one of my favorites. So let's let's jump into it. Um, so Steve Robert Irwin was born on February 22nd, 1962, in a suburb of Melbourne, Australia. His parents moved their family to Quin- Queensland and opened the Queensland Reptile and Fauna Park in 1970. Um, Both of his uh, parents were very much invested in wildlife. His father was um, an expert with a strong interest in reptiles and amphibians, which I believe is a a herpetologist. Mm -hmm. I might not be pronouncing that correctly. Um, That's right. Herpetologist. Yeah. I think that's right. And then his mother was actually that's yes, right. okay, it's one of those words I've never actually heard out loud or the last time I did was a long time ago. so I probably should have looked it up to double check. But yeah, it's a herpesologist. Yeah, she's I definitely mean, not
2: herpetologist right <laughs> If you
0: if you kiss a frog, you will get a cold sore so that's nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> um, his, and yeah, his mother was a wildlife uh, rehabilitator. Um, so, Steve himself basically just grew up surrounded by animals from basically the day he was born. He was heavily involved with the day to day operations of the park, like helping to feed the animals, uh, maintenance, such like that. On his sixth birthday, he got a 12 foot scrub python, which apparently is like the sixth, one of the six largest snakes on the planet. So, there's this giant snake wow. that he got at age like six. Like as
2: a present? As or a, a present.
0: <laughs> as a present.
2: Like just, if somebody put like a like a twelve foot python in my room or whatever, I would not be like happy birthday. I would be like somebody's trying to kill me. But okay, go on.
0: Well, okay, but also you also have to remember think of like little old me, six year old me, trying to say to my my mom, look, it's just a little garter snake that's like a a foot long. What's the big deal? <laughs> Meanwhile, Steve Irwin's getting twelve foot pythons from his parents gleefully. I wish I had been adopted by the Irwins. Australians, they're another breed. They are a better breed. Um <laughs> uh what else will say here? Oh, uh, also he was heavily inspired by David Atborough, the British broadcaster and naturalist. He was mm-hmm. a, a huge inspiration to, to Irwin. Um, he caught his first venomous snake at age six, a brown common, which apparently is a is a very poisonous snake, um, and they're very common in Australia. Hence the name. It says it right on the tin. Hence the name. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, it's the second most deadliest snake in the world. I believe the first deadliest is the black mamba, which I think was in that clip I showed I showed the two of you at the start. Oh, Jesus. Uh he would often uh be late for school because he would have his mother pull over the car so he could save like lizards and various animals that had like wandered we into the that. road. Yeah. Aww, like soup, that's soup. Cute. there's gonna be so many wholesome vibes throughout this whole story, which is one of the reasons why I chose I chose Steve. Like he just loved animals so much and from a young age, and it's just it's really cute. So he started catching cross crocodiles when he was nine he basically his the technique that steve is sort of known for the whole like jumping on top of a crocodile he basically invented that and he started doing that from a very young age and then perfected that as he he grew up
2: i just picture like the patent office getting a document which just like shows like a stick man and then like a curved arrow pointing to a crocodile <laughs> so just, like i invented yes, I'm jumping sure. on a crocodile and i would like to patent yeah. this please
0: I'm sure uh, there's a patent somewhere that that says, you know, crikey on it or something from Steve Irwin. Uh, (laughs) Basically, um, he and his father at one point started working for the Queensland government, catching problem crocodiles. So crocodiles that kind of like had gotten too close to, to human uh, civilization would hang out in boat ramps, be a danger to people um, and were, weren't maybe as scared of people as they should be. And uh, then would move them to either less populated areas or they would take them back to their park where they would be safe and be taken care of. Basically um, Steve captured and moved over a hundred crocodiles. Um, I wish I could have found a more exact number, but everything said over a hundred, which that's a lot of crocodiles. If you picture that's them a lot.
2: all piled up, that's a lot of crocodiles. That's a lot of crocodiles.
0: <laughs> just like a,
1: that's a like, pile.
0: <laughs> that's got to be like has got to be like two stories right. of crocodiles. That's gonna, right. Like it's got to be a couple of like uh, miles worth of, or no, what, what's that? Uh, what's the, the the measurement metric measurement for meters? That. Meters, a couple of meters worth of, of crocodiles just going straight up. Yeah. Do we
2: know why he was so discriminatory against alligators?
0: Uh, it was crocodiles, not alligators. Alligators don't exist there, right? I don't think so. That's the problem,
2: Mandy. Why is why is he not (laughs) saving alligators?
0: I don't think alligators. I I I, I don't think they have them in in Australia. Or they? They? I I think the the proper. a terminology that I saw was crocodilian, so anything in that 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 oh, okay. family was some of the animals that he was moving. Um, but I don't think they have alligators in Australia. I didn't see okay. I, they well, have. That's uh, a pretty good reason, crocodiles. then,
2: isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I retract my ire.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure alligators <laughs> he, are only in North America.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah,
1: I think As a that's, Floridian, that's right. I'm
0: speaking up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i <I'm, laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You can t- you can speak about alligators and and what's going on there.
2: Oh, did he stay there? Like, was he? mostly just chilling in Australia?
0: Uh, I mean, most of his life, yes. But then he's done a lot of traveling throughout his life. Like Because he, he, he filmed all these like wildlife. He's like
2: show- was the show mostly? In Australia? Uh, I think
0: so. I'm pretty sure most of it was in Australia, oh, but like okay, he, he did okay. travel around though. Like we'll talk about some of the other documentaries he worked on, okay. but he he went to the Antarctica. He went to North America. He he did deal with some alligators occasionally, but he was mostly known as the crocodile hunter. Okay. Um, okay. But like he got his start certainly in Australia, and that's like where the show mostly took place until I think a certain point, and then he started doing more traveling. Um, From my understanding, anyway. Um, In the 80s, he would go on uh, to do to do this on his own. So eventually he uh, kind of I I don't think he was like his own business. I think he was still volunteering for the government, but he was kind of moving away from doing it with his father. Um, And he developed crocodile capture and management techniques that are now utilized around the world
2: hopping on them.
0: Yes. Hopping on them and like the way he would get on top of them. <laughs> got him. Yeah. You got yeah, that's one way to do it. <laughs> uh the 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 family park that his uh parents initially started uh initially was 2 acres and home to uh native wildlife such as lace uh lace monitors, tiger snakes, freshwater crocodiles, magpie geese and kangaroos. Um his mother actually made like little homemade pouches for the for the joeys so that they could sit in them. Oh if you've never seen a baby joey by the way listeners they have the cutest they just they're just all legs they're so freaking cute i love a little baby roost. they're so
2: cute but when i found out the inside of the pouch was not fur i was like i was disgusted for the rest of my life i can't even think about the fact anymore the fact that it's raw in there it's
1: it's raw some
2: sick shit
1: (laughs) (laughs) have you ever seen like um uh video or like animations of like that little like Fucking kangaroo fetus moving like up yes. into the pouch. It's so weird. Yes. It looks alien. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so <laughs> they, much. They have
0: to when they're when they're animals. born, they have to crawl their way into the pouch. Mm-hmm. It's and uh, like you know. it's oh, they look like little worms. But kangaroos don't have mean, to deal with
1: childbirth because of that. Because it's just like a little yeah. Pff, it's just like a little pff, coming out of your <laughs> yeah. It is <just>, it is <laughs> out of your vagina. No. You just go about your day,
0: <laughs> just go about your day after that. Just a little.
2: <laughs> I
0: like the sound effect
2: Nar, sound I effect. do nart
0: <laughs> not, this little, not
2: this little spurt this little spoot little spoot little
0: spoot we a little, should call no, no little spoot a little spoot ah! a little spoot ah! I love that oh no I'm gonna write to Australia Zoo after this and tell them to change the name of Let's baby root. rename marsupial <laughs> fetuses splutes,
1: splutes. splutes.
0: Thank you. Um, <laughs> I apologize to all listeners from Australia right now. I don't. They know what they <laughs> um, Okay. So he took over his uh, parents' park in 1991 and changed the name to the Australia Zoo in 1998. It expanded to si- 16 acres and 550 animals by 2000, and then to 80 acres and more than 1,000 animals by 2007. Um, And when I checked their website to see where they're at now, they have over 1,200 animals and – oh, I didn't write it down there. It's on the bottom instead for some reason. Why did I do that that way? That was weird. 700 acres.
2: Are some of the animals very small? Yeah,
0: some of them are small. They have – they also have like insects. They have scorpions. They have tarantulas. They got – they have all kinds of stuff there. Um, oh there's lots of pictures if you want to go to the website. I feel the same way about
2: zoos like this as I do about Jurassic Park. I'm like, you're just asking for trouble. It's just like alligators, snakes, scorpions, and spiders. I'm like, when they all break out, this is going to be just <laughs> they've as They've been bad. doing
0: it for a lot like, <laughs> longer, though, than the park in Jurassic Park. In Jurassic Park, they never even opened before shit went wrong. The Australia Zoo, at least, has been open since the what was that, the 70s. So like they've they, they got their hmm. stuff on lock now. That's actually kind of why... I've always been overdue. like, hey, if we did
1: Jurassic Park in the real world, it'd be fine. Because, like, we've done it before. Right. Like, We'll handle it. Dinosaurs <laughs> have got to be stupider than tigers,
0: you know? <laughs> I mean probably.
2: Yeah, that's actually fair.
0: They had very tiny brains.
2: Like if we can keep like a chimpanzee in a cage, I'm pretty sure we can keep, we like can
0: some keep some a stupid fucking rex in it. Some yeah, stupid
2: fucking like- chicken. <laughs> in fucking
0: exactly. <laughs> Literally just a We big already chicken. Keep <laughs> big like chickens. I know
2: they want us to think raptors <laughs> we, are so smart. We already smart, keep ostriches like, and emus. No.
0: Like those are basically just dinosaurs. Yeah, no, exactly.
2: <laughs> There's some like stupid fucking penguin. <laughs> <laughs> stupid
0: fucking penguin. Fucking penguin. <laughs> I, I, I should have known that picking an, an animal lover episode was not going to go over well Caitlin, he was <laughs> like oh I'm supposed to be impressed by penguins fuck you Some stupid rat fucking penguin <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, Caitlin likes rats. Just so, not. <laughs> some oh my God. dumb turkey. <laughs> so, so they fucking drown staring up at the rain. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Am I supposed uh, to be impressed?
2: Thank you for speaking for me. I like that you actually can write in my voice. Yeah. Actually, like, I feel like I'm easy. I, f- I feel like I have a lot of catchphrases and you could just say like the worst but like you could think of like the thing that's like the the worst thing a human being would say like the the thing a wor the thing the worst human being would say about any particular topic and then add a lisp add an oosie and like maybe call somebody <laughs> a rat <laughs> Like you're add, good that to go. <laughs> add that
0: add that oosie that kylie uh, magic <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think was that's
2: like- magic that magic Ussi. <laughs> <see. laughs>
1: I saw a tweet today. I saw a tweet today that I almost sent to Kaylin before I saw that they already liked it. I think I
2: might have
1: retweeted it. Oh, yeah. That was like like my internet poison brain reading a menu that says citrusy.
2: (laughs) 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 I think you saw it because I retweeted it. (laughs)
1: Citrusy? I saw that you liked it, it, and I was like, I'm going to send this to Kaylin, and I was like, no, I'm not.
0: (laughs) They already saw it. Already ahead of me. Already ahead of it. It's only in my feed because of Kaylin. (laughs) (laughs) I've had that happen to me a couple of times now, where I'm like, oh, I'm going to send this to Kaylin. Like, oh, no, the reason it's in my feed is because of Like, (laughs) 90% of
2: the time someone sends me something, I I liked it earlier. I'm, like, laid in bed, like, laughing, cackling at it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Psycho yep
2: okay uh, sorry okay. we went like way off we
0: went it's fine it's <laughs> all good no worries this is, steve would have wanted this um <laughs> anyway uh so uh, shortly after uh, he took over the park uh, also in 1991 he met his wife-to-be terry rains who was a naturalist from oregon who was uh visiting the park She's uh, like a
2: character from scream
0: <laughs> Harry rains she Terry definitely
1: Raines. does like gail yeah, well she'd like, be a naturalist
0: yeah, yeah she'd be a naturalist in scream <laughs> she would um they both said it was love at first sight um Aww. she said of steve quote he sounded like an environmental tarzan a larger than life superhero guy they were engaged four months later and married on june 4th 1992 Um, And by the way, every video, every like interaction the two of them have on film is the cutest fucking shit you've ever seen. They were so, so in love. There was a documentary I watched. I I couldn't finish it because I started crying. But it's the day that Bindi was born, their daughter. And he is just so like – he's just being so cute the whole time. He's making jokes. He's trying to make Terry comfortable. He's obviously nervous, but he's really excited. There's this video – there's a part where like they – he, he's saying goodbye to her and he gives her this like extra long, really cute kiss. and it like they were so obviously in love. like it's mm-hmm. like I don't always approve of straight relationships, but with those two, <laughs> I will give them an exception. Like they were really fucking cute. I love it. These are the two g- degenerates that I have right. of. right. These are the, the only straight people <laughs> that I will I will die for. Just like, like
2: watching just- this this straight couple <laughs> kiss and being like, oh, what a
0: sweet way to go to hell. <laughs> yep like i hope you don't get too bad of a pitchfork honey like they were so cute um also a really fun fact about them they never wore wedding rings because they were worried the rings would pose a danger to the animals they handled like that's yeah. how fucking wholesome they were they were so worried about the safety and health of their animals they wouldn't wear wedding rings and i mean they were so like they were so obviously like in love and everything it's not like yeah there was any question about ring. it yeah it, it, yeah um as I, I, just, I just mentioned, they did have children. Uh, they had a son, Robert, and a daughter, Bindi Sue. Uh, Bindi Sue was actually named after two of Steve's favorite animals a, salt, a saltwater crocodile named Bindi and a Stadfordshire bull terrier named Suey. Okay, um, if
1: my fucking father I named would, me I after a lizard and a dog <laughs> named Suey, like the thing that you called a pigs yeah. when they're eating, I would have
0: some issues.
2: That dog is like 100% inbred, too. What was it? Uh,
0: it was a Stadfordshire terrier, bull terrier. That
2: sounds like the kind of dog that. It looks, that yeah, it kind of looks is like so a. they flat, they uh, can't breathe.
0: I saw some video of the dog. It, it looked like bull kind bull of right. like a, like a, almost like a pit bull kind of dog. Yeah. Kind of like along those yeah. lines.
2: Yeah. Um, so, like some fucking scaly rat and some like <laughs> smoosh faced inbred rat.
0: He was so cute, though, Suey. Anyway yeah i'd be like dad i've
1: got some issues with this. i would just you name me after a fucking lizard i think uh, robert after a cold-blooded <laughs> fucking dumb chicken brained lizard <laughs> after this penguin rat a
2: scaly fucking penguin piece of shit
0: <laughs> we're really coming for penguins yeah you guys really hate penguins fuck <laughs>
1: they can't even fly like worst, like, how are you gonna be a bird, and bird you can't fly the one thing that you do as a bird like
2: imagine 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 being like in my next life i want to go back as a bird and you come back <laughs> fucking like ugly useless empty-headed like Barren skulled penguin. (laughs) (laughs) This smooth
1: brained, smooth feathered bird. and then they have the audacity they have the audacity to be like we're penguins we mate for life aren't we cute and precious and it's like no oh yeah
2: you're like your ugly fucking rat monogamy is so cute to me
1: (laughs) you mate for life because nobody else will have you
2: no other birds fucking want you like and everybody hates you so much you have to go live at the fucking north pole
1: <laughs> let me tell you a, a peacock
0: would never <laughs> no of course not <laughs> um <laughs> I, I love this giant rant we went on because literally the next sentence i was about to say was erwin frequently said that if he was going to be remembered for anything he hoped it was for being a good dad oh
2: well that's not what what people remember him for though
0: it is for being the crocodile guy I mean it's one of the things I remember him for but I mean that's me
1: (laughs) he does seem to have been a good dad though Um, (laughs) his kids love him
0: he he was so involved with his kids and his kids like if you watch again if you watch videos of him like they went Mm -hmm. everywhere with him they they constantly were traveling with him too i mean not all the time but like a lot of the time they were traveling sounds like they had
2: a a very cool life
0: weird childhood oh they had a weird childhood but like such a fun childhood can you imagine like so much
2: better than like military child yeah
0: yeah right (laughs) much rather be a an Irwin kid Okay, um, so Erwin recorded some of his exploits on tape using a video camera mounted on a tripod. Um, he was hired for a consult as a consultant for a television commercial, and he ended up showing some of the tapes to a producer at Australia's Channel Ten Network, uh, who immediately suggested turning them into a documentary. Uh, one of the sources I said uh, saw also said that some of the um, the footage that they took uh, he and um, Terry on their honeymoon was used as part of the pilot for the Crocodile Hunter for the the first episode. Um, I think it was, like, originally, like, 10 hours or something. Um, oh, yeah, it's literally the next sentence. <laughs> um, the result was a 10-hour program. Uh, the Crocodile Hunter, which first aired in Australia in 1992, it was picked up by Discovery Channel Network in Australia – and America, excuse me, in uh, 1996, uh, which, I mean, that's – that, that was certainly my introduction to Steve or when I used to watch that show all the time. Uh, the show was successful in over 120 countries, reaching a weekly audience of over 200 million weekly. Jesus. Wow. Um, and insane. by the my way, high. I looked it up and the uh, the population of Australia is like 26 million. So like several times bigger than the population of Australia was watching the show literally every week. Um, the Crocodile Hunter inspired two spin off shows, Croc Files and The Crocodile Hunter Diaries. Dear diary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Today I hunted a crocodile.
2: Jumped on its stupid penguin back.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know why we're doing like. It's like Griffin voice.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, that's not Australian accents at all. Oh my God. I was actually worried about trying to do one during this accent. At- I just laughed so
2: hard. I almost cried. Wait,
0: let's do it. (laughs) de Dee, Diary, Dee, Diary.
1: Today, I jumped on the back of a stupid penguin (laughs) crocodile.
0: We really are going for penguins. Oh, no. Damn. uh, If there's (laughs) any penguins (laughs) listening to this episode, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um,. Yeah, and there was uh, there was also a movie. Actually, I think the clip I showed the two of you is from his actual uh, movie, which was called Collision Course, and that came out in uh, 2002. Uh, m- very mixed reviews. It wasn't very good, but, you know. That still. review
2: didn't feel very mixed.
0: <laughs> no, because it's not it very, very good. good. But that's, <laughs> that's my personal review. It's. I mean, it's a movie, but anyway. I trust you. Um, Animal Planet ran a week-long Crock Week marathon annually, From 2000 to 2007, and I believe um, it usually ran, like, the week of June. So you know how there's, like, Shark Week? Yeah, yeah. It's basically that, but Croc Week. Dope. And I I remember watching that, too. So off-camera, Steve's work helped reveal a lot about the lives of crocodiles. That has really helped change the way people um, understand them. He actually uh, did a partnership with the University of Queensland um, by tagging several of them so that they could uh, learn more about their travel patterns, their territory territories, and their social hierarchies. Um, I didn't know this, but crocodiles have like very complex social structures. Um, there was this interesting clip I saw where- Like birds. Yeah, they're like constantly, they're like all eating like a hippo that has died. And it's interesting because like whenever you think about crocodiles eating, they're always like, it's like a feeding frenzy, right? They're like turning and they're doing their death rolls and all that. But in the the that in that moment, Steve notes that none of the crocodiles are getting hurt. None of them are hurting each other. Like there's a very much a, mm. a system in play. It's just that to the outside looking in, it doesn't look like that. So it's it's really interesting. Like they're they're actually mm. really cool animals. Organized chaos. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the thing that made Steve, I think, kind of important in his work is that he really was trying to show this like exciting, interesting side to these animals that were kind of considered dangerous and ugly and not fun and maybe a little <laughs> smooth brain penguin-backed and all that uh, <laughs> you know like and he did that not just with crocodiles oh. he did that with like scorpions uh, obviously oh. lots of poisonous dangerous snakes uh all kinds of animals um so like that was kind of like his thing like if you ever watch a, an episode of the crocodile hunter he would be like oh isn't she a beauty and gorgeous and just like constantly loving all these animals and that was very charming to people if you're not Kalen. loving on them by like picking
1: them up and shaking them around (laughs) a little bit that's that's one way to love
0: somebody just like
2: (laughs) it's like I hope you don't mind Um, I am going to look like a like pixelated Ellen DeGeneres and shake you like a (laughs) 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 rope. world's most (laughs) world's most poisonous (laughs) snake Hope you don't mind.
0: Steve was a passionate conservationist and environmentalist. He believed it was his purpose in life to save endangered animals and help people learn more about those species, feeling it was important to share his enthusiasm and excitement rather than to like preach at people or speak down to them. Uh, I have this quote for him that says, um, it excites them, which helps me to educate. I believe education is all about being excited about something. So if we can get people excited about animals, then by crikey, it makes a heck of a lot easier to save Bye them. By crikey! By crikey. crikey! I love it. it's like the most Steve Irwin quote ever. <laughs> Just it feels made it's up. very,
2: it's very iconic. It does. He must, he must have tried to trademark <laughs> yeah. it at some point. He, like Paris Hilton I, tried to trademark. I was about that to say
0: that's his uh, he that he might have. It. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it might have been. Quite possible. Wait, what was it? By Crikey!
2: B- oh, by Crikey! By My crikey. brain was like that's crikey. <laughs> that, that's
0: crikey. That's Crikey! <laughs> I want that on a shirt. That's Crikey. I want that on a shirt. like a pink shirt, <laughs> like that. Crikey! And it's just like steamy. that's
2: Crikey!
0: <laughs> <laughs> little like little flamboyant. One hundred percent
2: going to start saying this. Yes. <laughs> that's
0: Crikey. That, that's Crikey. crikey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I fucking yeah. love it so much. Just about anything, Oh, my God. Too. That's it doesn't even cranky. matter. Just, like, going
2: on. That's cranky.
0: Yeah. And I, I, will, I will acknowledge that he is not universally loved. Um, there were some critics, especially in Australia, who uh, had some issues with him. They felt like he was essentially... Um, Playing into every stereotype that Americans have about Australians. Yeah. They were like, we don't even say Crikey. Right. Like, um,
2: They're like, he's such a horrible stereotype. That's Crikey. Yeah,
0: that's Crikey.
1: Um, and it's actually incredibly Crikey that he would be- <laughs>
0: I would find it absolutely hilarious if, like, we make that, like, a a colloquialism in in Australia and they just all start saying that. And the other, like, criticism he got, and you both kind of picked up on this already, obviously, is that he was, like, going into the wild and just, like, handling wild animals, which is maybe not the best thing Mm -hmm. to do, um, not only for safety purposes, but then also for the sake of the animal. Um, and I, and I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't
1: say
2: they prefer it.
1: Yeah, he's using my tactic, <laughs> my tactic, which is just like when I go over to someone else's house and meet their cat, even if their cat doesn't like me. I'm like, you're, come you're, here, I'm gonna
2: hold you. And you're I'm so
1: cute. Like, you you're laugh so. And squeeze you until you like me. <laughs> By you're crikey, you will like, like me. Like me. <laughs> just no, just stay here. <laughs> just stay here. Yeah. Just stay right here.
0: Yeah, and and I'll I'll be honest. I have kind of mixed feelings around it because on the one hand, it was obviously it's not obviously you know maybe don't do that because you don't want to disturb <laughs> the animal it's better to like see them like interacting as naturally as possible yeah aggravating an animal is probably not a good idea for many reasons and not just your safety but also the safety of your crew but it's such good TV but it's, yeah. it's such good TV it did get people engaged it got people talking and it did help spread awareness about stuff again that we now kind of just know about animals in mm-hmm. this more that we would never yeah. have known if it weren't for Steve Irwin. so like I, I get the criticism and I'm not saying it's wrong but there's a part of me that kind of is like eh, it worked out. It's it fine. Worked out. I mean, he got got. Maybe it didn't work out great because he did pass away eventually. But um, yeah. Like
2: Jerome the Jerome the snake, <laughs> who's like um, uh, yeah, it didn't work out for me.
0: Actually, <laughs> I have
2: vertigo now. I have everything <laughs> and spun me around.
0: <laughs> there's like there's like a black mama in Egypt that's like you know traumatized and. If someone says crikey near it, it is like a class action lawsuit <laughs> right. against Bindi
1: for, for like all of the animals. We got like Jerome, the black mama. We got fucking we've got Titus, the gorilla. Does- we've got like 500 crocodiles like
0: <laughs> they all have- just in a stack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, other nice things though. Moving on, um, he he did urge uh, <laughs> consider considerate tourism, asking people not to support poaching industries such as buying tortoise shells or shark fin soup, which apparently is like a really big thing, especially in Japan. Yeah. Um, and he felt it was really important for people to realize that they they could make a difference. Uh, he was awarded the centenary centenary centenary. He was awarded a medal. He was awarded a medal by the Australian <laughs> government in 2001 for his quote service to global conservation and to Australian tourism. Nice. Yeah.
2: I want a fucking medal,
0: right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I <Like,
2: if> nothing.
0: <laughs> he founded the. Uh, I'll make you one. Best YouTuber ever. <laughs> you did. I'm gonna buy it. one for
2: myself. <laughs> i'm like, like you what, what metal is that i'm like i got rose gold
1: <laughs> <laughs> just making my own version of like the youtube plaques that they send oh <laughs> i rose I'll never get i made one, those, one so in
2: yeah. uh, i made one in blender for 25,000 subscribers for myself
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting
2: to put it up in a set at some point that's cute
0: um he founded the um, Steve Irwin Conservation Foundation in 2002, which was later renamed the Wildlife Warriors Worldwide, which protects habitat and wildlife, creates breeding and rescue programs for endangered species, and leads scientific research to aid conservation. Uh, he also founded the International Crocodile Rescue the Lynn Irwin Memorial Fund, which was named after his mother who uh, died in a car crash, I believe, in 2000, I think it was in 2000, around that time. Uh, and the Iron Bark Station Wildlife Rehabilitation Facility, uh, which is a part of the Australia Zoo, actually. At least I think that's the one that's a part of the Australia Zoo um some other kind of like random fun facts about steve Irwin that i found out he actually discovered a breed of turtle oh. when he was on a fishing trip with his dad uh in 1997 and it's named erwin's turtle, no. Irwin's <laughs> Bruce. turtle. Uh, and i've seen pictures of it it's 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 kind of cute it's got this like really <laughs> long neck and it's it's just it looks kind of funky like it's a turtle that's gotten like it almost looks like it was put through one of those weird filters where you're if you move your face, it gets like weirdly elongated. Mm. It looks kind of like that, but with a long neck.
2: Not you thinking that I wouldn't want to see this turtle. Look it up. The Go ahead, of. and
0: look it up, viewers. Look up the turtle. Drop it in the chat, Caleb. It's, a it's turtle. It's really cute.
2: I will. Of oh course. yeah,
0: please do. I should have had a picture ready. I'm sorry. I failed.
2: <laughs> Nor it is kind of. She's a buggy little thing. It
0: is, but it's it's really cute. I like it.
2: I'm looking up a photo, but like every time I send photos in here, it's like this horrible. Oh, okay, he looks like real. the
0: turtle from the yeah. never ending story. Mm, kind of. It's hard to see from that particular angle, but like it does have like a it has a pretty decent long neck. Uh, um, decent neck, <laughs> dat neck dat necto, <laughs> that neck That though. by crikey <neck's> pretty decent <laughs> by crikey yeah now uh despite him having a, a grand love for many animals there were a couple animals he was afraid of um he, for example he was afraid of hippos uh which makes sense because hippos are terrifying yeah. i'm scared of hippos and i've never even been around one um, there's actually a that was the first place my mind went. Those are the worst animals. They are terrifying, uh, and they are so like they, their moods change on a dime. Yeah, yeah. No, pe- I think mm-hmm. more people get killed by hippos than crocodiles. They're murderers. Um, Psychotic. They're they're horrible the worst
2: animals. Um, I think more than sharks too. Yeah,
0: probably. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're really aggressive. Um, there's actually a story that he has shared before about being like knocked out of a canoe by some hippos, and then he like gave them this like big wide berth, and he left the canoe. He just abandoned the canoe. He's like. It's the hippos now. Jesus. Uh, also, he said that he weirdly had a really hard time handling parrots. Uh, he just could not. Birds, parrots did not really? like him. Yeah, he said that they like like to bite him a lot. And he just could not seem to ever figure out parrots. So, <laughs> which kind of that also honestly kind of makes sense because parrots can be very temperamental. They're very smart animals, and their their moods can also change on a dime. So, it, it does it kind of makes sense that he had a hard time with parrots.
2: Well, they also don't like being like... Like you don't jump on a parrot's back and expect it not to bite you. Well, <laughs>
0: like, I don't think he was ever bite- <laughs> I don't think he was ever jumping on parrots but I mean maybe he was but I don't think he was. They, they don't
2: like they don't like somebody like loudly coming up to them and like grabbing them. Yeah. They're like absolutely yeah. the fuck not. I'm they're, the loud also bitch more... here. Like, I am the loud
1: <laughs> Look at me. Look at you and look at me. <laughs> <laughs> look at you and look at me.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Who
1: do you think is allowed to be the loud queen? Yeah, fucking
0: macaws are like Like, no. I am
2: seven million centuries of evolution of penguin. I am at the top (laughs) of my fucking game here. I love
1: it. Don't you fucking come into my fucking jungle (laughs) and try to poke me around, (laughs) you little you little Australian crikey loving bitch.
2: I need this animated <laughs> yes please <laughs> this is hateful little bird pointing with its stupid little talon
0: and it needs to be like a cockatoo or like or like, or like, like an African grey like one of those kind of birds that's just like really intense
2: <laughs> I want like a shitty parrot like a budgie no
0: <laughs> like uh, budgies would be really aggressive thing. Oh. oh my god oh my god <laughs> look at you and now look at me um 엘린 <laughs> <look> at me <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, we still have so much to get through. Um, okay, so it's, a, it's fine. It's fine. So good. Uh, one time, a crocodile named Graham. We, we, I mentioned Graham to you both earlier. Um, Graham, 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 who was actually um, the, the boy, crocodile. the boyfriend of Bindi. Apparently, the saltwater crocodile, like that was his girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> like his daughter, no, the one that his daughter's named after. <laughs> Um, buried
1: the lead yes <laughs> our daughter is fucking a lizard no. it's an
2: unconventional <laughs> no. relationship but dad was always supportive
1: <laughs> no. he's an ally
0: no <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh god okay so one time graham attacked uh, a long time friend of Irwin's named uh wes M- menon uh Steve- was
2: that a crocodile
0: no, Wes is a human. Okay, Wes is <laughs> so a human to man. Tell from these names. I know. Okay, uh, but Wes is a an human adult human uh, male. Adult human male. Uh, he. Um, uh, so Steve uh-huh. immediately an hopped. adult human chicken. <laughs> yes. Adult human. We're chicken. never gonna finish this fucking episode. Um. So Steve, because so he's actually a crocodile. Wait, no, he's a human. <laughs> Wes is a human. Graham is the crocodile. <laughs> So then Steve immediately hopped onto uh, onto Graham, <laughs> grabbed the back legs, and twisted with all his might. Uh, Graham released Wes, and then they went to the hospital. And I saw – from what I understand, he wasn't like – I mean, he, he was injured, but he wasn't like fatally mm-hmm. so. So like he was okay. Um, so like Steve literally saved his life.
1: Uh, so in a way, like Wes to Graham looked like an adult human chicken, and he wanted to <laughs> take a bite. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I guess so. I I think they were like doing something in the enclosure and Graham got upset because I guess he bothered his crocodile wife. Like Mm. he was a wife guy. Oh, he's a wife guy. He
1: loves his wife.
0: Love his wife. Um, So I have another clip I want to show you um, because Steve was like – he was kind of almost like a favorite on talk shows. Like he would go on talk shows all the time. Usually he would talk about, you know, what his conservation efforts were and whatnot and then bring a bunch of cute little animals – uh, although some of them were not so cute and little. So um, you don't have to watch lo- for a very long time, but just watch this little clip from, uh, this is from Conan. How ugly are
2: these animals?
0: How do you feel about snakes?
2: I hate lizards.
0: Okay, well, it's a big it's a big snake. I hate snakes.
2: I'll watch it, but I hate them.
3: Now you've actually, here's the surprise part today. He's you've always wearing his
0: shorts. Oh, he's wearing his khakis and,
2: yeah. We're going
3: to bring it out right yep. now. One of and you're just going to, we just going to, uh, we have a slingshot that's going to throw it into the crowd. They're yep. going to fight it. No. <laughs> You want to give us a hand, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I want to help oh, out. Right. Whoa, 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 oh go, my God, knock that in! You take that in, mate. You turn your don't turn your back to the camera. Let's get it together first.
1: That snake is not happy.
2: It's like legitimately seems pretty cruel. No, this is like literally the definition of like animal cruelty. <laughs> There's like all these people screaming and clapping and like all these stage lights and like five different men-men handling him.
3: It, That's
0: real technical talk, okay. you, you don't have to watch anymore if you don't want to but like that that was kind of like a common thing was like steve bringing on crocodiles or snakes or whatever like there's actually a clip i found where he's on jay leno and there's a crocodile that he brought with him and the crocodile almost gets jay leno at one point like or gets close enough to be concerning uh so that was kind of like a thing that that happened quite a bit jesus yeah.
2: i mean i'm sure the audience loved it they were like clapping. Yeah. They They're were like, laughing. I hope it kills someone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, God. They were laughing. I, I will say, at a certain point, and and just so everyone knows, there is a point where Steve goes, Hey, we should probably just put the snake down because clearly the snake's not having a good time. So, like, he, he did care about the welfare of his animals. Like,
2: I think that time was when the snake was in like Australia and like. <laughs> In, like, a tree or something.
0: Just (laughs) ripping it out of the tree.
1: Like, look at this beauty.
2: (laughs) Okay, so uh, just, like, listener warning. The reason why I'm so annoying about this is because I'm a fucking (laughs) vegan. Um, So (laughs) my opinion is clearly biased. But, like, I just see, like, an animal struggling to get away. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I I chose a bad person to talk to, to Caitlin about. I should have picked somebody else. I and I'm realizing that in real time.
1: I think no. I think he. I think he's he was largely a force for good. It's just uh, we contain multitudes. We contain multitudes. I like that. And we can make fun of him for like picking snakes out of a tree and like sticking his fucking face <laughs> in their faces because <laughs> yeah. it is
2: funny. <laughs> Well, he doesn't seem like a bad person. No. I'm just like maybe not maybe not on like on like nighttime TV. Should we bring these animals?
1: He's a good guy <laughs> and it was only a matter of time before he got murked by a fucking animal. <laughs>
0: Uh, and he did appear in some other uh things as well like he had a cameo on dr dolittle Two, which i don't think i ever actually saw the movie Uh, he was also apparently in the wiggles dvd called wiggly safari which was filmed at the australia zoo wow he is australian royalty he really he really is um and he also i think he did a voice in one of the happy feet movie and it which actually (laughs) came out after he passed away with the penguins yeah which is one of the, another reason why I kept laughing about all the fucking penguin jokes. Is I'm sitting here like he voiced a penguin, I think, <laughs> or he voiced something. in it.
1: also, unpopular opinion: I hate that movie, Happy Feet. Oh like, yeah, I didn't like it either. It didn't do. It didn't do anything for me. I didn't care I about turned it. it off. It's terrible. It's really bad. Yeah. So many people I knew in college were like, it's the most adorable movie. It makes me cry. And then, like, my friend Hannah and I sat down and watched it one night in, like, our second year it's of college. Not, yeah, it's not good. And we finished it and we were like, what the <laughs> fuck is that?
0: Yeah. Like, it's a m- it's just, like, bad. I, I bet if you're a child, it's a really fun little movie to watch because it's just a lot of, like, penguins doing shit. But these were, like, 20-year-olds who <laughs> were telling me that it was Yeah, like- it's weird to me that adults like that movie, like – I could understand if you're an adult watching it with your child and you're trying to be enthused about it, but like I don't get it for people our age who, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I saw it, I didn't like it. <laughs> um, sorry, anyone who liked Happy Feet. Good, so we're all in agreement here. I felt like a no, fucking out,
2: like yeah, fuck the Ice Rat movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hannah and I were like, wow, we're really like we're we're missing something here. We're dead like- inside. Yeah, clearly. You don't <laughs> like this movie about a tap dancing penguin with its like fucking terrible uncanny valley CGI. It, the CGI in like looks so weird. So many celebrity
0: cameos. Elijah yeah. Wood? Why? Think, wasn't Robin Williams in that one too? <laughs> Didn't he do a voice? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I actually saw that um this is something I might edit out, but I actually saw that Robin Williams um his the anniversary of his death was recently, and I was like, oh, I could have done Robin Williams instead, but it doesn't matter. Um, he'll definitely be he'll episode, he'll be an episode in the future because I, uh, I love him. I yeah. that's another one that will make me cry probably. Yeah, um, I adore okay. him. So uh, Steve worked with the Australian Quarantine and Inspection Service. Uh, a AQIS's a- import and export inspection and certification is essential to maintaining Australia's animal, plant, and human health status and access to uh, export markets. Quarantine controls at Australia's borders um, minimize the risk of exotic pests and diseases to protect Australia's agriculture industries and environment, which is something uh, from from what little I know of, like Australian history is has been a problem in the past is like people like bringing in animals and then just kind of letting letting them run loose and then like really fucking up the environment of Australia. So like having um, strong quarantine is, is very important. Uh, and in fact, there was actually a string of posters with slogans uh, with his face on them that had slogans like quarantine matters. Don't muck with it. So basically Steve <laughs> Irwin was in favor of quarantines just so everybody knows. I know he's, I know he's talking about animals and stuff like that, but just saying all quarantines important anyway. Um, this was a story I had never heard of um, in November of two, 2003, Steve and his crew were filming a documentary about sea lions in Mexico. At the same time, two scuba divers, Scott Jones and Katie Vrooman, were bashed against some rocks by an unexpected sea surge. Jones fought to hold on to Katie's unconscious body for almost two hours. And also this was happening um, while he was hanging off of rocks and like kind of floating in the water and attempted to resuscitate her. Eventually, Jones had to let her body go, and he spent a harrowing night alone perched on the rocks. Steve and his crew oh, actually uh, heard a distress signal about a couple of divers who had gone missing and immediately paused production on the do- documentary to jump in to help them out. Uh, they actually were the ones to to find Jones, and Steve jumped into the water and swam out to, to save him and bring him back to the boat. Jesus. Wow! Yep, yeah, he he literally saved oh that man's that man's life. Um, and Katie's body was found later. She Jesus. unfortunately did pass away. So, um, he he literally saved saved that man's life, uh, wow. which I, I had never I had never heard that story, and I was like, wow. Neither did I. Go, Steve. Um. Now, there was uh, a little bit of controversy that he went through. I say a little. It was actually was really big. I I remember this. I'm curious if you remember about this. Uh, In 2004, there was an incident in which there was a picture taken of Steve holding his baby Charles, who at the time I don't think was even a year old, in one arm while he was feeding a crocodile with a chicken. Uh, And it kind of blew up. Uh, (laughs) Steve was canceled for a hot second there. Um, basically everyone was concerned about safety, uh, child protective services was called yep. by like a yep. bunch of people and he was investigated and everything. Uh, later Steve did release, um, footage and pictures from different angles that showed he was actually further away from the crocodile than people realized. Uh, he, and also Terry, the wife did say that she felt like Steve was in complete control the entire time. However, um, if I remember – let me back, open my – um, the incident did prompt the Queensland government to change its crocodile handling laws, though, uh, banning children and untrained adults from entering crocodile enclosures, which, I mean, as much as I, I mean, would trust Steve Irwin with my life, at the same time, yeah, probably not the best idea to let children just hang out. That story especially a is baby.
1: like – So like Florida, just like baby in (laughs) one. Florida energy, yeah. Like drumstick in another, like feeding the alligator Bubba who lives in the canal behind your house. (laughs) Yeah. Like (laughs) we haven't changed any laws in Florida about that. It's just like every guy named fucking Gog or Chuck that you know. Yeah. Gog. (laughs) yeah i'm
2: like i know so many guys named
1: <laughs> legit yeah. like one of my one of my friends in high school living in uh he lived in north fort myers and his neighbor was a guy named gog who just like sat on his porch with a
0: shotgun <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i and i remember when this this, this all went down like this was kind of before um i don't think twitter was really a thing at the time or if it was i wasn't on it anyway um but like i think about if that had happened now and how twitter would have definitely exploded there would be everyone's hot take about like hashtag steve Mm -hmm. did nothing wrong and hashtag you know cancel the (laughs) crocodile hunter or whatever it would have been a whole thing um but anyway so that that happened i don't think any file uh charges were ever filed or anything like that like it ended up blowing over, but it was like a big deal at the time. Uh, The other incident that happened in 2004 is that there was a documentary he filmed in Antarctica um, where there was a lot of concern about how close he was getting to the penguins, the leopard seals and the humpback whales during filming. Um, Mm. And there was an investigation, but there, he was never charged with any crimes or anything. And my understanding was that investigation was over and done with very quickly. Um, So nothing really came of that either. So 2004 was kind of a rough year for Steve. Um, And now we get to the sad part. So as I imagine most people know, uh, Steve died on September 4th, 2006, very unexpectedly. Um, He was filming a documentary series called Ocean's Deadliest in the Great Barrier Reef. He and a crew uh, camera guy, I think his name is Joe, they went off to basically film some kind of like random stuff because they had some downtime. And during this time, he was uh, stung unexpectedly by stabbed by a stingray. Um, His crew called for emergency medical treatment and tried to revive him with CPR, but he was pronounced dead at the scene when the emergency medical team arrived. Um, It's believed that his death is the only fatality of a stingray ever captured on video. Uh, Terry was given his wife was given the footage um, and it was never broadcasted. Um, He was 44 at the time. There were some people who tried to claim that he must have been doing something to provoke the stingray because I'm not sure if the both of you know about this, but stingrays are like notoriously docile. Like it takes a lot to Mm – most injuries that happen from stingrays are from people because they tend to be in like shallow water. It happens usually because people step on them because they don't see them them, because they they kind of bury themselves into the sand. So usually when you get hurt by a stingray, it's just like you step on one, they stab you and it hurts, but you're fine. Um, I yeah. looked this up, and it's like one to two people a year, maybe, die from stingrays. So it's it's very rare to happen. So it was kind of almost like a freak accident, in a way, or that that was kind of the way it was um, reported on. Yeah, it
1: was. Uh, he was struck in the heart, right
0: in the chest. He was. Um, the, I didn't want to get too graphic here, but basically, he was like swimming around the stingray. The stingray apparently got agitated. And just kind of started wildly stabbing at Steve. And it wasn't until this, it was so fast that it wasn't until the cameraman realized that Steve was standing and like the, 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 there was so much blood around him that they realized it had stabbed him in the chest. Jesus. Cause originally they thought he had it just got like maybe punctured along. And then they realized it was a lot more serious than that. Um, and of course, there was a fear of the blood attracting sharks. So they like tried to get him out of the water as quickly as possible. Um, I didn't even know – again, grew up in Florida, which is like the Australia of the
1: US, um, (laughs) and we have a lot of stingrays there, Mm -hmm. and I didn't even know that they could actually use their stings offensively, Mm -hmm. um, offensively, uh, because what I had always been taught was like basically their – Stingers worked like the way our um, reflexes work on like our knees or whatever, mm-hmm. um, where like if you step on them, the stinger just pops up and hits. Yeah, you, but they won't like they won't like offensively like try to stab you or anything, right? Um, it's and that's why we're taught like the stingray shuffle when you're like out in the
0: water, you have to shuffle <laughs> so that
1: like if yeah. there's little stingray, he'll swim away. Yeah. Um. So I didn't even know that they could. Fight.
0: Yeah, I think honestly, this was very surprising uh, to to a lot of people, and and there were some like people who tried to claim that he must have been doing something to to warrant this reaction from a stingray because they're so docile and they they don't do that typically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I remember the, initially the story I had heard, and it doesn't sound like this is what happened actually. But the, the story I had heard is that he was holding the stingray, and then it stabbed him somehow. I think it was more like he was swimming around it, and it got agitated, and happened to like lash out. Um, the cameraman's testimony was that it was like stabbing, like hundreds of stabs, like in seconds, like it's so fast. And one of those wow. pierced him.
2: That's so scary. It's, it's
0: very scary. That's so scary. Um, And it's honestly, it's it's just also just a good reminder that even the most docile of animals can can be dangerous because they're wild animals, yeah. and you don't know. I mean, deer and can you be leave dangerous. Them alone. Like yeah, like it's. Which is
2: like probably why you don't hold a baby in one hand <laughs> when you're feeding yeah. them. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: um florida man though
0: it may be yeah
1: so don't follow
0: gog's example <laughs> yeah um so but all, all the crew that were there that day claim that you know the, the the claims about he must have been doing something wrong uh were false that this was just something that maybe the, the stingray was already a little agitated and it just made it worse or it, that that's what they've said they they've said that nothing that he did um directly, necessarily, directly, um, affected that necessarily. Um, we don't know, we don't know the footage. I personally, I hope the footage has been destroyed, um, or has been given to someone who was like studying stingrays and not, you know what I mean? Like I, I would never want to see that footage. Yeah. Um, for, you know, no, that's be horrible. Um, his daughter Bindi was eight at the time he died. Robert was two. Mm-hmm. Um, a private, uh, funeral service took place on September 9th, 2006. Irwin was buried in a private ceremony at Australia Zoo later that same day. A public memorial service was held in Australia Zoo. Was um, five thousand five hundred seat Crocs Crocsomium? I'm probably not saying that right. It's Croc and Museum mushed together. Sorry. Uh, on September 30th, 2006. Crocsium. Cro- <sighs> I'm gonna. <I'll> cro- <laughs> that is hard to say. It's really hard to say. I'm gonna put it in the chat Croxium? so you can see it. Croxium. croxium that's croxium? that might be how you say it that that's the word i just put it in the chat croxium. 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 croxium croxium it's a really hard word for me to say i'm sorry like mausoleum um, but yeah. croxium croxium uh it was on september 30th 2006 uh this service was broadcast live and it's estimated to have been seen by over 300 million viewers worldwide Jesus. Wow. um yeah uh there there are some like after his death things I'm going to talk about now, we'll go through them kind of quickly. Shortly before his death, Irwin had been considering joining the Sea Shepherd 2007 to 2008 voyage to Antarctica to disrupt Japanese whaling activity. Uh, Following his death, the organization suggested renaming their vessel and uh, in his honor. And um, this idea was endorsed by Terry. Regarding the ship and its new name, Terry said, if Steve were alive, he'd be on board with them. He was uh, honored with a star on the Walk of Fame in 2017. And uh, I didn't know this. November 15th is uh, Steve Irwin Day, apparently, in Australia. Oh, uh, This day was um, chosen because it is the birthday of a Galapagos uh, tortoise named Harriet, who lived to be over 175, hmm. who was like a favorite at the zoo um, apparently they had a very special relationship and that's that's why they they chose that date
2: Aww. we love you harriet right
0: uh, yeah. i saw some video of harriet and she just looked really cool she was just a she's a big old tortoise just like just chilling out like good for harriet you know Aww. it's really cute e. doves time out whenever we do
1: the robin williams episode we have to talk about coco the gorilla <gasps> yes
0: we do coco yeah Coco, look at Have you? Coco loved Robin Williams. <sighs> she, she tried to fuck Robin Williams. She loved him. Coco, Coco loved him. I Coco love mourned him when he died. She
1: did. Somebody, somebody it was so and sad. Said, I... Robin died. And oh, she, we could do an, she an episode signed on,
0: sad. On, we could do an episode. We could do an, an episode Coco. on Coco. <laughs> <laughs> she was a the sweet, girl, sweet girl. Sweet girl. Her little kitten. Coco and her ball. kittens. Purple. Oh, Anyway, sorry. Um. Okay. I, I have two two less things here. Um not two last things, two paragraphs. Okay. In 2007, Bindi released a documentary called "My Dad, the Crocodile Hunter," which is the documentary that I tried to watch for this uh, this episode, and I couldn't get through it because I kept crying. So sad.
2: Like all the video from the daughter. That's so much. All the video. Um,
0: It was also kind of acted as an intro to her series that she started, which was called Bindi the Jungle Girl, which I did watch a little bit of, but it was definitely more for like little kids or like smaller kids. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't really for my age group, but it was it was still very cute. Like she has her dad's enthusiasm. Um, both of his children have very much continued on in their father's line of work and efforts to educate the public about animals. Um, Robert actually recently announced, uh, like we're talking like June of this year, um, that he's actually leaving the Australia Zoo to film wildlife documentaries like his father. And he also is apparently um, a really talented uh, wildlife photographer as well. Wow. Um, How old is he now? He's he, I think he just turned 18. Like, his his 18th birthday, I think, was, like, in January. So, like, he just turned 18. They're still very young. Um, Granted, uh, Binti is married now, though, and does have, I think, a one-year-old daughter. Um, Because she's, like, 25 now? Something like that. that. Because she's about six years older than, than Robert. Um, so like she has like, and I was definitely like on the internet the day she got engaged, like yay, good for Bindi! And then when I found out she was pregnant, <laughs> I was like Bindi, like I am so about protecting Bindi and Robert. Protect Bindi at all costs. You're like
2: a literal Stan.
0: I am. I am an Irwin Stan. Like this family, I will protect an them an with Irwin my dying fan. <laughs> yeah. An Irwin family Stan. I really am. Um, and I have one last video I'm going to make you to watch because this is the one that made me cry. Um, it's just a little clip of it. But it's this interview. It's it's a video um, that has a couple of different like clips of of Irwin. And it's it's definitely like, a, a fan, fan cam. video or something like that. That's like a tribute to his life. Um, but there's this one particular quote he says in it. And it's just really beautiful the way he talks about his children and then the the way it's edited. It's really cute. So just just watch like about 30 seconds or so of that of just him talking about this.
3: Is there anything in this world that would want to make me give away what I'm doing now? Yes. Yes, there is. When my children can take the football that I call wildlife conservation and run it up. When they're ready to run up our mission, I will gladly step aside and I guarantee you it will be the proudest moment of my life and my job will be done like my mum and my dad then and only then will i know that i have achieved my ultimate goal to be able to stand aside and let let, let them run up my mission because that's what i did for my mum and dad and i'm really proud to tell you that by got tears flowing out did, and i'm holding them back i'm trying so hard to hold them back but i'm just doing what they wanted me to do They created a wildlife warrior. I am that. And I'm able to run that ball up, mate. I'm running it up. (laughs) You know what? The opposition's hard and it keeps coming. But I ain't stopping until my kids can run it up for me. And then I'll stand aside like my
0: dad. Uh, Okay, I gotta stop watching it. I'm gonna start crying again. Uh, Okay. (sighs) Last paragraph. I'm almost done, I promise.
2: (laughs) That was cute. This
0: This is the other thing. That was really cute, right? Yeah. Just uh just the way that I don't know, just the way that he gets so emotional talking about his own yeah. children and then just seeing them like that the fact that they actually have they've really yeah. taken over that that legacy. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention this. Um, Bindi's. Sorry, I heard legacy. Oh, no, Kaylin. Legacy. No, Legosi They really legacy. took on his legacy. I'm like
2: <laughs> literal brain rot. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Go on. Get me in
0: the legacy. I was just about to say. Like, you know what? I'm not going to say the thing I was about to say. Never mind. Oh, Whoa, was it sweet? So no, tell us the sweet OCs. thing. We did too many It was, but not ever more. We're getting punished. We did too many Aussies. You broke me. Okay, now I, I'll, I'll read the, the last paragraph though. So this, this is the one that made me cry. Um, I'm sorry. I'm like this. Um, on October 31st, 20, 2006, Sir David Attenborough was presented with a Lifetime Achievement Award. And he was actually presented his award uh, by Terry Irwin, uh, Steve Irwin's widow. Sir David Attenborough praised Irwin as being a great communicator and for reducing many to the natural world. He said, "Steve Irwin spent a lot of his time and money in nature protection and calling people's attention to the danger the natural world is in." So all credit to him. And I think the reason why it makes me really emotional reading that every time is just that 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 was his hero, like that that's the man that inspired oh. him to do what he wanted to do, and it just yeah. Yeah. it just gets me every time just this idea that i don't know uh and that that's his work that, mattered. It, steve Irwin, it did and and i and again yeah. i grew up watching so much Absolutely. of steve Irwin. so for me he was a big part of my life as a kid and i i was really sad when he died um and especially just how sudden it was and he was so mm-hmm. young he was 44 like it just, you know, he yeah. was almost half yeah. of the age David Attenborough was when he accepted that award. Um, so it's just, it's just really sad. Um, and I think about what Steve would have done mm-hmm. if he had lived on into an age where like YouTube yeah. exists and social media and just like, he would have so utilized that. And his children are doing that now. Like they, they are definitely utilizing that. Oh my god, he would have been amazing that. on TikTok. So, um, yeah. Oh, he would have been huge. Um, so, he would have he oh, yeah, ruled TikTok would have been great. <laughs> right. He would have. He absolutely would have. He would not have been on Twitter at all. Hopefully not. Um, Actually, his TikTok would have been I don't know if you all remember this, but like in 2019, PETA had a a, a tweet where they were like shitting on Steve Irwin because what happened was Google, it was like his birthday. I think it was his birthday. Google released like an image of Steve Irwin and PETA was like, shared a screenshot of it and were being like, well, Steve Irwin, like... You know, messed with animals and blah blah blah. And the internet went insane Coming and they went after PETA. Like, are you fucking kidding? Me? Like, like shoveling all dogs people? into a pizza yeah.
2: oven. Like
0: <laughs> PETA's so bad for animal welfare.
1: I feel like PETA probably did that very much on purpose for the notoriety. And, yeah, it was so oh, okay. they, of course they did. Yeah. They they want any kind of notoriety. And yeah, they like fuck PETA. They they literally like kill people's animals, kill people's like pets. They- Abduct, they do
0: gleefully. They they have said that they would rather (laughs) all (laughs) pitbulls pitbulls be dead rather than be owned by people in case there's a chance they might get abused. They literally think that, so they can go. All of them can go fuck themselves. They've literally (laughs) taken dogs from people's yards and put them down. Um, Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I remember one time seeing the numbers of the animals they quote saved versus the number of animals they. They murdered in that same year. Regularly. And it yeah. euthanized. Yeah. And it was like maybe 23 animals were still alive. It was a really bad number. <laughs> it was not yeah. it did not look good for them. Well, their so shelters are
2: like PETA. all kill shelters. Yeah. Their shelters. I mean, I'm just saying that now. I don't know that every last one of them, but like the majority of enough their shelters are, are kill shelters. Enough of them Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So uh, fuck PETA. So who cares what they so, think? They're basically a bunch of fucking no penguins. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I as an insult, like they're a bunch of fucking penguins. <laughs> Why don't you shut your stupid penguin mouth?
2: <laughs> like, do you even have a beak? <laughs> your soft little mouthy beak. <laughs>
1: <laughs> your weak little soft
0: beak. <laughs> That's the end just of the just Shut episode up and right keep tap dancing, you piece of shit. shit. On <laughs> <laughs> Dance, you fucking rat. <laughs> Good thing you have happy feet, because you got shitty face. <laughs> you got I don't think I hate penguins. I don't think I hate penguins as much as you do. That was actually so that
1: was the subtitle.
2: That was so. That good. was the
1: subtitle okay. of the actual movie. Happy feet,
0: comma <laughs> shitty face,
1: shitty,
0: shitty face. face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh well, thank God. you all for listening to me uh, standing over the Steve Irwin. It's it's okay if no one else. Oh, it was with me, so good. Really thank you like for this telling is my us. It's Kaylin's favorite episode, <laughs> no, it's favorite no, episode of all time. One hundred percent.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Respect the Dead. You can follow
0: Respect the Dead on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Respect the Dead. If you want to follow us individually, you can find our socials in the show notes. And you should check out our YouTube channels. We don't shit on dead people there as often, but still, we're making tons of cool stuff.
2: If you enjoyed Respect the Dead and would like to support us, there's a couple of ways to do that.
1: You can give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you found us. If you leave us a review, we can read it out on the podcast. Reviews are the best way for new listeners to discover the show. Give us at least five stars and then share us with a good friend who likes venting about
2: dead people. You can also give us some money over on our Patreon. Patreon supporters get some cool bonus content like bloopers from the cutting room floor and even coming up with a fake sponsor ad that we'll read in an episode. It has to be a fake business though, not your MLM, honey.
0: Thanks so much for listening. Join us every Monday for our next Worm Feast.
2: I'm Kellen Conrad.
0: I'm mainly Mandy. And I'm Hoots. Bye. Bye. Bye.